everyone, and welcome to the second season of Colorado Health Coach. This is going to be in two parts this year. I finally figured out a new schedule for us, so I'm just going to dive right on in. My name is Elizabeth, if you're not familiar, and I'm a certified health and life coach in based in Southern Colorado, hence the name Colorado Health Coach. I've been born and raised in Southern Colorado my entire life. I have been out of state, I want to say a handful of times. I've been to New Mexico, Arizona, and also California. Other than that, I have never left the state of Colorado. If I were to leave and move somewhere else, I would definitely move to Phoenix just because I had such an amazing experience there. But I would probably want to rent a house for a month just to see what it would be like. It is currently 8.52 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, and I am just sipping on some peach tea with honey by Celestial Seasonings. And thank goodness for that, too, because it is a little bit chilly outside. So like I said, I figured out a whole new schedule for the podcast. I've struggled with it a little bit last year. I just had the idea to do a podcast to promote my business and to spread awareness on health and wellness in general and just talk about life and just common struggles and be able to relate to other people. So I figured out the schedule and by that I mean this is going to be season two in two parts. This is going to be part one where we are going to be talking every single Thursday, every single thirsty Thursday for the next three months and then I'm going to be taking a three-month hiatus just like they say in, you know, like the movie world, the entertainment industry, it's called a hiatus when you go on hiatus from a show. So I'm going to be taking three months on, three months off, three months on, three months off. And I feel like that is going to be the perfect schedule for me, just so I don't have burnout, just so I don't lose interest or run out of things to talk about essentially on the podcast. So since this is going to be my first upload for 2021, I want to wish you all a happy new year, and I hope you all are having a great year so far. I, for one, have had plenty of ups and downs, and I'll get into more of that later, but I actually want to dive into my reflections, resolutions, and realizations in this episode. That's what it's all going to be about. So I'm going to start off with reflecting on 2020, what I learned, how I grew as a person, and everything involving that, everything regarding that, I guess I should say. I moved out of my parents' house in 2020, right before the pandemic hit, actually. And well, my roommate and I, my roommate and I have been friends. We've known each other for 10 years. We were each other's first friends in high school my very first friend from high school that I ever met and everything, like true friend. She and I have known each other for 10 years and I absolutely love her to death. We fight like sisters and she is genuinely one of my best friends. I can't imagine life without her, even though she and I do fight like sisters. It's just that kind of sisterly love and I'm really, really blessed to have her in my life. So she and I talked about moving in together. She bought the house before the pandemic, I want to say, around that time. And then the pandemic hit, and we just, right around that initial time, 
in mid to late March, oh my gosh, almost a whole year ago, we started moving into the house and it was very stressful just because it was COVID time, everyone was scared and we were moving and moving alone is stressful enough, I've heard. I've never moved before. So it was a lot of firsts for me. So I got into a huge fight with my best friend. He's my best friend in the whole world. It's the purest love that I've ever felt for any human being ever in my whole life, which is so insane to say, you know, because, you know, he's just my friend. He and I weren't in a relationship or anything, but I loved him very much. Uh, I still do love him very much. I care about him so immensely. Uh, he and I are now no longer as close as we were. We're still friends. I still consider him my best friend, even though the closeness isn't there anymore. We don't talk every single day. We don't see each other in our free time, but I feel like that's just growing it and adapting into adulthood. So I feel like with that stage of my life being over, he was a huge part of my early 20s, and now I'm going into my mid-20s. I'm going to be 24 this year, and that's just a part of life, and I will love him for the rest of my life. He is so dear to me. And yeah, I feel like once that all happened with him, that was the end of my early 20s. So I'm going into my mid-20s. I'm looking forward to everything it has to offer, everything it has to entail, and I'm enjoying the journey so far, you know? I honestly feel like I've grown a lot emotionally this past year in 2020, just in regards to how I express and communicate my emotions. Growing up in the household that I did, we didn't really express a whole lot of emotion to each other. I guess you could say it sounds so unhealthy, but my mom wasn't one of those affectionate, like, love you, hug you, kiss you kind of type of moms. She, I feel like she expressed her love through actions and especially through food, <laughs> which is so crazy, you know, because I'm Hispanic in case none of you are aware of this. I'm Hispanic. I'm a whole multitude of things. I'm just a melting pot thanks to both of my parents, but especially my father. Um, but the culture that I grew up in was majority Hispanic. So I feel like that's how a lot of Hispanic families communicate love. The most universal love language, I feel like, especially for Hispanics, is food, you know? So that was the way my mom communicated love. Now, I'm more like my father in the regards to how I communicate love. He is very, like, huggy, emotional kind of person. And I'm exactly that way with how I communicate my thoughts, emotions, and feelings. And he and I are very short-tempered people as well. So I feel like I've gotten a better grasp on my emotions this past year. And I know how to handle my emotions better and deal with them and communicate them and just be able to feel and embrace all of the emotion and not just keep it pent up inside. And in my journey of becoming a health and life coach, it also helped me as well because there's an exercise that they taught us when I was in school. I'm actually still in school going for my master's, but it's a concept called brain dumping. And what you do, it's basically journaling, but you're venting to yourself. You're venting and you're writing everything down and you're just 
brain dumping all of your emotions at the end of the day, just so that weight is lifted off of your shoulders. You no longer feel your emotions just so pent up inside. It's actually released into a healthy kind of source. And that is a dedicated brain dumping journal. So brain dumping, journaling, whatever you would like to call it, it is so healthy. And it is so insane that more people don't do it in my mind. So I recommend all of my clients do the brain dumping exercise, especially if they're in a stressful state of mind, if they're under a lot of pressure in their lives, or if they simply just don't have, they feel alone and they don't feel like they have anyone to really vent to and communicate with. And they feel like people don't understand. If any of those boxes, if I mentioned any of those things and it checked off any of those boxes for you, I would strongly recommend brain dumping at least every other day, at least every other day, if not every single day, or at least as needed, because everyone is different. Everyone has their own thoughts, emotions, feelings, and whenever you need to express those feelings, I suppose, that's when it's as needed. But if you're constantly under stress, under scrutiny, and you feel like you have nowhere to turn to, I would recommend doing it every other day, if not every day. I love the Celestial Seasonings tea. I'm sorry. I just have to take a moment to talk about it just because I took a drink from my peach tea and I put honey in it as well. That's the only sweetener I add is honey. And I have this Colorado honey. It is amazing. I get it locally. But anyway, my favorite teas are the Celestial Seasonings, blueberry tea, and peach tea. I love the fruity teas. I don't know why. And then for my iced tea, I love iced chai tea lattes, especially from Dutch Brothers. Dutch Brothers is my place. Uh, love that. They actually have a new app. I'm really excited about it. But I'm getting way off topic because I just started talking about tea because oof, just it feels so good right now because it's it's spring and it's kind of a misty morning and it's a little bit chilly in the air and it's it's the perfect vibe if you catch my drift, you know? <laughs> so all of those things happened in 2020 and I feel like I had a lot of personal growth and realizations during that year and it was so necessary and important, especially with me being in that transition stage from my early 20s to my mid 20s, that was a necessary growth that I needed to make. And another necessary growth that I'm wanting to make is I actually am looking for a new job. Right now, I am currently a room service associate at my local hospital. And I've been there for four years. I feel like I've outgrown the job. I feel like they have nothing else to offer me. I have nothing else to take away from the job. So it's time. And I know it's time. I just, it's kind of scary, you know, looking for a new job, starting a new, but it's necessary. So it's kind of an exciting, ex an exciting nervousness, I guess you could say, <laughs> you know, it's nerve wracking, but it's thrilling. It's exciting. And you're looking forward to it, but it's still scary. Yeah, I'm wanting to work at another hospital, actually. Um, I would get better hours, better pay, and it would just be a better move for me right now, especially regarding my career. I know that I will have more time to dedicate to my studies, for one, because I need to get caught up with that. 
I want to dedicate more time to this podcast. And I also want to dedicate more time to just my coaching business in general. Just because I started a newsletter. The first one came out this month. If you would like to subscribe to the newsletter, just comment down below your email address and I will gladly send it to you. And if you're uncomfortable with just commenting down below your email address, I also post it on my Facebook business page and it is Colorado Health Coach. If you're interested on there, I share exclusive discounts for my programs, information about upcoming programs, my monthly health challenges, how much it costs, the duration of the program, and what the next month's program is going to be. For March, the initial first newsletter, I basically did an introduction to myself, an introduction as to what I do as a health and life coach, and the whole premise around coaching. But for the month of April, I'm actually going to be doing the theme around stress because April is Stress Awareness Month. And I feel like everyone is stressed right now, especially this past year. Everyone has been stressed under pressure, under scrutiny, and just paranoid, paranoia, and just that unknowing feeling. So if you are interested in any of that, any of what I have to say and talk about, I'm going to be offering exclusive discounts for my programs. There's going to be helpful medical information. I also do bonus recipes at the very end that I provide via Tasty. Uh, This next recipe is going to be a pineapple chicken paprika tacos, and I've actually tried it. It is so healthy. It's so good. Doesn't take any time at all, and I just, I feel like it tastes very tropical, and I love that, and it's so fast to make. So getting back on topic, (laughs) the newsletter and everything I'm very excited to be launching this newsletter. I'm wanting to do more things for myself, for my own coaching business, and stop focusing on progressing the careers of others. And I, what I need to progress my own career, because I'm young, I'm going to be 24, and I have the rest of my life ahead of me. And I know that I want to be one of those lifelong learner kind of people. So after I finish with my master's and I'm established into my coaching career, I actually want to go to makeup school because makeup and beauty is something that I've been passionate about about for a very long time. For those of you who are not aware, I have a YouTube channel. It is called Eliza King. I felt a sneeze coming on. Wow. (laughs) It is called Eliza King. And on there, I vlog and I also sit down and do makeup tutorials. And I'm very excited for everything that I'm going to be doing in this next year. I actually have I actually have my entire month of October already planned out because honestly October and December are my busiest months of the year simply because December is vlogmas so I have to pre-film all of my makeup tutorials and everything because I like to do a lot of festive Christmassy character kind of makeup I dropped the ball a lot this past year, and I really want to get back to the things that I love, the things that are important to me, the things that make me feel good, and especially the things that don't cost me a whole lot of money, you know, because I've already invested in all of this, and it does bring me joy, and it does take up time, you know, and it is a great way for me to spend my time, and I just, I really need to get back to what matters to me and stop focusing on everyone else and what benefits them and start thinking about me and start being a little bit selfish because everyone 
connotates, associates, I guess you could say, the word selfish with negativity. But no, it doesn't always have to be negative. When you think of yourself, when you pamper yourself, self-care is not selfish. I hate that everyone, I really don't like, I don't like using the word hate, but I, I hate that everyone has this negative connotation around the word selfish because everyone needs to be selfish every once in a while. Because at the end of the day, you're the only one who's going to take care of you, look out for you. So yes, you do need to take time for yourself and invest time and money and invest time and money in the things that make you happy because that is self-care. You making yourself happy, you relaxing and taking care of yourself every once in a while. Because if you're so run down, how are you expected to help anyone else? How do you expect to, you know, be the best mom you can be for your child? How do you expect to be the best dog mom? How do you expect to be the best caregiver, you know, like for your parents, if that is what you plan on doing? How do you expect to be the best coworker, the best boss, you know, the best version of yourself if you're always run down, tired, and just in a negative headspace because you are dedicating all this time to everybody else and you're thinking, well, I'm doing all this for all these other people. Why aren't they doing the same for me? Something that I've learned, especially this past year, is that you have control. You only have control over you. You have no c- control over anyone else, which can be very frustrating at times. I know, firsthand. <laughs> but you only have control over you at the end of the day. So why not take care of yourself? Why not pamper yourself? Why not go to the spa, even if it's just for you? You know, even if it's just you there, invest that time, money, and energy in yourself. Because at the end of the day, that is the only guaranteed thing. Because other people, they can cancel on you. They could flake out. They can, like, life happens, you know? And it's not their fault most of the time. But, you know, if you want to go do something, do it. You know, even if you do it by yourself, it's okay. We're brought into this world alone. Essentially, we're going to leave this world alone. You are the only constant. You're the only constant in your life. And if you're not happy with yourself, you need to be happy with yourself because people will leave, people will leave you. Friends and family, uh, both will leave you. You are the only constant in your life. If you're always around yourself, why wouldn't you want to improve yourself? Why don't you love yourself? You know, I don't know. I feel like I'm just rambling now. (laughs) So that was me reflecting, I guess, and having my revelations and everything for 2020. So now I'm going to dive into my resolutions, I guess. And resolutions are basically, in my mind, just goals that you have for yourself, even if it's a little bucket list. And there's actually a TikTok account that is themed all around Colorado bucket lists. And I actually want to accomplish a couple of those this year. And I want to get back to floating. I haven't gone floating or rafting or whatever you want to call it in, I want to say two years. I I didn't go last year. So I definitely want to go this year. I am hoping to get that job at the other hospital So I can have the weekends off and that will just be so beneficial for me because I can actually take the time to do the things that I love, you know, and that's all a part of taking care of yourself and self-care and not getting worn down. So I'm really looking forward to that. 
And I will just be able to have more time to dedicate to friends, family, my studies, and the podcast, like I was saying before. And another goal that I want to accomplish this year is I want to know I want to learn how to roller skate. I've never learned how to roller skate in my entire life. I've been ice skating. I'm pretty decent at it. You know, it's okay. I hear that they're relatively the same, except for the positioning of your feet is a little bit different with roller skating. You kind of have to be pigeon-toed, I guess you could say. <laughs> but that is one of my goals for this year is I want to learn how to roller skate. And so- I want to get back to the gym, especially because of COVID. A lot of the gyms were shut down. A lot of people had to do in-home workouts. But I actually like leaving my house and going to the gym because it gives me a different environment and I feel like it's so much more inspiring. I'm more inspired over there, if that makes any sense. Yeah, those are just some of my reflections, resolutions, and revolutions, I guess. I don't I don't remember what I said at the very beginning for this podcast, but I look forward to hearing everything I look forward to hearing all of your reflections, resolutions, and revelations of your own. Put those down in the comments as well, along with your email if you're interested in the newsletter. You can email me at elizakingcoaching at gmail.com if you have any questions about me, how to get in contact with me, pricing, and then all of that is also on my website, www.elizakingcoaching.com. And make sure to follow me on all of my social medias. On Instagram, I am Colorado Health Coach. And on YouTube, I am Eliza King. And on Facebook, I am the Colorado Health Coach as well, if you would like to follow that. And I hope you all have an amazing rest of your week. Until the next Thirsty Thursday, I hope you drink plenty of water. Remember to drink at least at least. 64 ounces of water every single day in order to remain hydrated and just in a healthier state of mind and body. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day, and I will see you all next week. Bye!